Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? I'm doing fine. Um, So it's Hanukkah week. We love Hanukkah. It's on the 10th. Um, I'm having like a bit of an issue. Okay, what's your, <laughs> what's your issue? My issue is that, you know, the holidays are coming up. I'm trying to enjoy mm-hmm. the holidays, but we have a problem. Oh, no, that's not good. That's yeah, not you and I. We're oh, fine. Good. We don't need to go to therapy no. together? No, we don't have to go to therapy. <laughs> My Our problem in the household is we have some uninvited guests coming to the holidays. Oh, no. Okay. Are they furry or are they human? Yes. <laughs> oh, they're okay. furry. Okay, good. So, guys, we got a, we got a mouse. Oh. <gasps> We got oh, a mouse. Oh, no. It's still there. Oh, you have right. That's right. You messaged me about this. <laughs> I have a mouse. We named it Mortimer. So You named it? Yeah. <laughs> so we named him Mortimer. Mortimer was just like living his good life. Like he would come in and terrify me. I'm scared to death. And the worst part of it is, is that Mortimer brought his like cousin. And now there's two. Oh, no. And you I think you told me this, but for our listeners, like Drew won't kill them, right? No, we set up yesterday some humane traps with peanut butter in hopes that they would come. But so far, they have not been tricked. So I live every day in terror. They're (laughs) literal terrorists. And I don't know what to do. I'm scared to go into my kitchen. Yeah. I mean, mice aren't fun. I've had mice in, in my house before, but I was not so so nice when I got rid of them. We had a lot. We had like three, maybe more um, in I'm the basement. I'm scared. I'm scared, yeah. Jessica. I mean, the what good news is, is they're not going to hurt you. The bad news is you don't have the right type of dog to, uh, to take care <laughs> of. Them. Okay. Hold on. Two things. Number one, I'm terrified of them. I think I said that already. Yes. Number, number two, um... My dogs are not helpful. And actually, <laughs> Belle, I think Belle saw one. And her reaction was that when I came down the stairs, she was on the dining room table. Oh, my no. dog is as scared of the mice as I am. That is very sad. I don't, I think Will, or Will, oh my gosh. I think Winston would attempt to to get them because he chases squirrels and like other small no. types of rodents. So No, we, I think Belle's afraid of them. I don't think Oliver, my other dog, knows. So we haven't talked about our, have we talked about our dogs? I don't know. I just assume I, everybody knows about them because <laughs> they're pretty much celebrities, but maybe we should mention. I mean, Winston's a celebrity. <laughs> I have um, two Shih Tzus. Shih Tzus are bred to be companion dogs. They're not mm-hmm. bred to be like hunters or like scavengers or whatever. Yeah. But they're, I mean, they're wusses and they're very prissy. Um, as bougie as I am, as you claim <laughs> me to be, my dogs are even bougier. That's very funny. Yeah, I have so I have a golden retriever. Uh, he's a uh, eighty pounds of. He's a he's a big baby though. Like uh, when he was about a year old, I remember we were doing yard work and the leaves were blowing and it like scared the bejesus <laughs> out of him. Yeah. Um. He's usually a big baby, but when it comes to animals, he'll he'll chase them. My dogs are literally less than twenty five pounds combined. 
Literally. It's so sad. (laughs) (laughs) See, in my family growing up, your dogs would have been called cats because like anything (laughs) under like 50 pounds is a cat. Actually, okay. So actually I grew up being a cat person. Like I grew up only having cats. And when I was trying to find a breed to transition to, my main goal was to find the most cat-like breed. So okay, the they're considered pretty... the most cat-like. That makes sense. Um, not in independence. Just I was like, just gonna say, I, I think yeah, size-wise, probably size. I mean, they like to like jump on furniture, like on like top. They hang out on the top of the sofa a lot. <laughs> Like other cats do and like the 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 arm of the sofa. Mm-hmm. So I, I just wanted to express like you called me a wuss about the mouse. Yes, because it's a ma- like I would understand if it was like bats, I think, are scarier than mice. So if I had a bat in my house because they have the potential of like flying into your hair. Like I've always heard that. I don't know if it's a myth, but like I've always heard that's a thing. Um, So those seem scary to me, but. I, I, I don't want mice in my house, but I wouldn't be, like, afraid if I saw one. I'm afraid, and one of them hissed at Drew. Oh. I didn't know they're they could hiss. vicious, and they're smart, and I am live every day in terror. They're literal terrorists. Well, I hope that that gets resolved soon and that they are enticed by your peanut butter traps, because... <gasps> That's I just wanted to express that because um, I just wanted to tell you why my holiday season is ruined. <laughs> the entire thing. That's it. It's only December 7th. <laughs> the entire holiday season is Yeah, ruined. Hanukkah's ruined. Oh, no. Uh, they're not invited to Christmas dinner. I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't invite them to Christmas dinner either. They can have They'll their own probably outside. show up. They'll the probably come. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> Um. Yeah. No. I mean. Yeah. That's not. That's not fun. So far, my holiday season is going okay. We finally have our tree up. We put a. We put a fake tree up this year. We have it. We got it last year. That's up. All our holiday decor is up. Um. We still have to make some cookies, and and I have to wrap like a bazillion gifts. But like beyond that, and I, I am a, I am a big fan of Christmas. I. We've already watched like a couple Christmas movies. Watched Love Actually. One of my faves. Mm-hmm. So good. We yeah. watched that new one. Um, Happiest Season. It's on Hulu. Have you seen previews for that? It has uh, Dan Levy. That with, hmm, that's not Aubrey the one Plaza. With, uh, yes. I've seen ads for it. I haven't seen it. Yeah. The, the only Christmas movie I've seen thus far was the one with... Um, uh, her name, she's from my favorite show, Greek, which like nobody likes Greek as much as I do. So her name is Amber Stevens West. Um, and she was just in a movie called Christmas Unwrapped uh, that I watched. And I don't know where you can find it. Um, is it like a it, Hallmark one? I think it is. Like literally my television was like, you're a basic bitch. Can I recommend this movie? And I was like, actually, yes, I would like to see this movie because oh, it's I, new. Yeah, it's new this year because I love this actress. I'm like, yes, I would like to see this movie. And then I just press play. And that's how I live my life. So it says Charity, an ambitious, pragmatic reporter, learns the true meaning of Christmas when she investigates Eric Gallagher, a millionaire who insists that all the gifts that arrive on Christmas every year are from none other than Santa himself. 
Yes. Yeah. I would say it's a, it's a solid 6.5 out of 10. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's what IMDb says. Shut up. That's No, exactly I thought you what... were looking at that. <laughs> no, shut up. No, that's just like what I feel. Look at that. You and the, you're the voice of the people, apparently. The voice of the people. Not that terrible. It's like cheesy Hallmark movies. I love those. Those are my favorite. Like, I don't watch like the classic. Why are we talking about this? We have like seven Christmas podcasts coming out. That's true. We do have two Christmas podcasts coming out, but <laughs> ah, whatever. Tis the season. Tis the season. Tis I'll try to season. watch that, and I'll give yeah. you my review if it's yeah, better or know. worse than six. Let me know, if you guys. If you guys see Christmas unwrapped, let me know how you feel. We can discuss. Um, yes. No. I, I, people tell me all of your favorite Christmas movies because I obviously like I like the classics like Love Actually. We've already seen A Christmas Story. We love Elf. We love all the the, the classic ones. I'm not big into the stop motion animation because that's weird and creepy. Ew. I know. Same. Um, but let's do our 90s nightcap. What are you drinking today? Tonight I am drinking. Um, uh, I kind of feel like this is the walk of shame, but I am <laughs> currently drinking a Trader Joe's red wine. Lovely, lovely. So, just did yeah. you bring the whole bottle into the room with you or just the glass? <laughs> Just the glass, just the glass. The rest of the bottle will be staying downstairs. Yeah. I have, um, so I'm drinking a bit of a weird beverage today because I think we're going to place an order with like a, a, a liquor company that does delivery because we're just like, we're running low on things where I can get creative with them. Um, but I'm drinking, have you ever heard of like UV blue? Uh, no, I don't think so. But so I mean... It's like an additive that tastes like raspberry and it's like 30% like alcohol by volume. So you add it to like usually like a lemonade. But what I had is I had like a strawberry lemonade seltzer. So I added that. So it looks blue, which is kind of not festive, but my cup is very festive. Guys, this drink looks suspicious. (laughs) It is. It's like a very light blue. I don't trust it. I don't like it. Okay. Well, it's not the worst thing I've ever had. Let's put it that way. Yeah. There we go. There we go. (laughs) And people should let us know what they're, maybe, maybe, do you think people drink while they listen to this podcast? If they do, they should let us know what they're drinking. Oh, no, because I've heard people are literally (laughs) going running while they listen to our podcast, which is like the opposite. Exercise? Yeah, that's the opposite of what we're ever doing. That's the extra the opposite of what we're doing. So no. Well, I enjoy think your run. Yeah. I think they're being productive members of society. And the exact opposite of what we do. Can't relate. Um, <laughs> so this week we are talking about uh season one, episode fifteen, if you're watching on Disney Plus of <laughs> Boy Meets World. It is called the B Team of Life. Yeah, okay, so OG episode 14, sorry about it, air date mm-hmm. January 28th, 1994. Yes, and like, I can't wait till we're through this part of the, like, season where we have to stop being, like, if you're watching on Disney+, Plus because Disney+, Plus messed everything up, we're almost there, we're getting to that point, a couple more. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, we can get, I mean, well, yeah, let's, let's, let's just get into it, let's just talk about it, so... Corey and Sean and his rando friend. We got a new rando friend again. I don't think yeah. we've seen this guy. No, fake friend Harris. Harris Robertson. 
<laughs> Harris. <laughs> Harris. Robert he had a very amazing haircut. Big fan of the, what is it called? It's not a high top. Those are shoes. Uh, truly, I do not know. And as a very, very, very white blonde girl, I do not <laughs> want to say what I think it's hmm. called. It is very um, pr- uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they're waiting to see like they're they're waiting to see if they made first or second string in basketball. And they're or basically not at saying all. or not at all. And they're basically saying how terrible it would be to make second string. It's worse than landing on the Empire State Building eyeball first. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, second string's worse than not making the team. It's worse than anything that you can possibly imagine. And Corey and his friends are like cocky AF, and you know they say that they don't have to worry about being on the B team. But um, surprise, surprise, they have to worry because. Uh, yep. Yeah, because the boys check the list and Sean and Harris make the A team, but Minkus and Corey make the B team. Yeah, I have big problems with this. First of all, why the fuck is Minkus playing basketball? That seems like something that like he would have no interest in. He probably has a million other clubs, like debate mm-hmm. club and chess club to be in. Mm-hmm. And like at the same time, the only reason I could ever see Minkus doing this is like for like college thing you know what I mean like college, college applications um, yes yeah. because you need to like have diverse like clubs and activities yes yes yes, but, like, yes he's in like what sixth grade like are they really thinking about that in sixth grade I thought they were okay so they're in sixth grade because I think that I had like a mind bloop and I kept thinking that they were in seventh grade but no they're in sixth grade yeah Woo. Okay. But yeah, do, so, you, do you buy this? Do you buy that Minkus would hmm. want to be on the basketball team? Well, he's excited to tell his father. <laughs> so Minkus's parents are psychopaths and they obviously want Minkus to try every literal thing. And maybe chess club and did like maybe it's just like a fall mm-hmm. sport like the football. Um. So maybe he had to like take a break from chess club and had to sign up for basketball. I don't know. But like, no, like this is very not characteristic for Mr. Minkus. Yeah. And I don't think that he would care, but he's very excited to tell his dad. He is. It's just like, I guess I could see it if it was like, if he's in high school and he's trying to diversify what he's doing, but like Mm -hmm. he just seems very, very excited um so well yeah i have a theory oh okay go hit me with your theory i just kind of feel like minkus was just like a major troll this episode and i don't think he gives a shit about basketball but he knows that Corey cares about basketball so he's just like continuously like negging Corey throughout the episode okay Ooh, wait a minute so where does this one oh okay i think you're onto something here because mm-hmm. this one falls after She Loves Me, She Loves Me Not. And even in the canon regular lineup of these episodes, mm-hmm. this one falls right after. What if Minkus is doing this because <gasps> he wants, because he's oh. still pissed that Corey and Topanga are like becoming a thing. And so yes. he's like, you know what? 
fuck you, Corey. I'll make second string and I'll be excited. And you have to know that you're just as terrible as I am at basketball. Yes. I will show you that you're a little shit, Corey, because you stole my woman that I never, ever, ever um, consensually got. Yes. Okay. I like this theory. I like it a lot. I think it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So so both Sean and Harris find out that they made first string. And Sean says what I think is a very 90s phrase. Surprise-a-rama. Yeah, yeah. Surprise-a-rama. It reminded Um, me of like the Goofy movie. What do they say in that movie where he's like, uh, it's the Leaning Tower of Jesus. Ladies. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. The guy that eats the... um, the, like the cheese whiz mm-hmm. in the can. Yeah. Oh, he's disgusting. He's nasty. Yeah. But that's what yeah. it reminded me of. And I was like, this is hilarious. Can you imagine if someone's, someone's saying surprise a Rama today? I mean, catch me do that from now on. It's my new happening. catchphrase. Yeah. It's my new catchphrase. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, you know, at first they're like, the boys are like, this has to be a mistake. It has to be a typo. Mm-hmm. Plot twist. The list is handwritten. Um, and like the friends like nag him, Corey, and they're like, you know, it's like, you know, it doesn't matter. It's not like we're going to stop being your friends. And then they like run off. So rude. I mean, it probably just was a joke, but I was like, poor Corey in this moment. Like he already doesn't make the A team. And then his friends just ditch him and take his basketball. Or I guess it's Sean's basketball, right? I don't Who's basketball? I think oh, it's Sean's, right? is it the leather one from It's Christmas? the fancy one, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's Sean's basketball. Yeah. So in class, Feeney is teaching the class about evolution and the survival of the fitness, just like some like basic like Charles Darwin realness. Mm-hmm. And Corey comes in late because he is uh, – he – scheduled a meeting with the basketball coach to see if it was an error yeah and it's like first of all of course minkus is like the homo sapien and like the most evolved of all of them like give me a break minkus sean is of course the caveman and um yeah Corey comes in late he was like having a chat with the with the basketball coach and apparently it wasn't a mistake he really is second string he's really upset about it to the point where he like doesn't even have an appetite for lunch and um also there is some random girl in Topanga's seat hi who are you yeah, like Miss Topanga was literally not present in this episode, which we hate. So, but this little girl was cute, right? She was cute. I wish she had stuck around, but like not in Topanga's seat. Like put her some no. like behind Minkus or something. Yeah, like maybe Topanga's not in this. Uh, what class is this? Science. Uh, if they're learning about Charles Darwin, I would say yes. Mm. Okay, so maybe Topanga is just like not in this class. Who knows? But um, yeah, we were lacking Topanga. We mm-hmm. are not happy people when there's no Topanga. Actually, no. we get very grumpy. We do. We do. We miss Topanga when she's not around. Yeah. Um, and now it's time for like Feeny Corey chat. This is where we're going to find out what the lesson of this episode will be. Mm-hmm. And um, Corey says Alvin Einstein, which I was like, oh, Corey, like, be dumber, <laughs> be dumber. Uh, um, yeah. And Feeney, like, doesn't understand. He's like, well, Mingus seemed really happy with second string. Like, why aren't you happy with it? 
And um, Corey's like, it really sucks. Like, this is the worst. Maybe I shouldn't do it at all. And Feeney agrees with him to, like, Corey's surprise and says, this is survival of the fittest. This is what I was talking about. You know, only the strongest survive. And, of course, classic Feeney, classic Mm -hmm. reverse psychology. Yep, yep. This is a classic Feeney long con. He loves the good con. Loves it. So he basically is like, maybe you should quit. And Corey's like, you know what, Mr. Feeney? I'm going to be that slime, but I'm going to like climb my way up to the first string and I'll show them. Yeah, I'll show you, Mr. Feeney. Yeah. I'll be the best. Uh, Doug, Corey, didn't you just learn about this? Like, obviously, um, this is just like Feeney being a Feeney. And yeah. he doesn't really believe that Corey is the lowest form of like evolution and that he's a dodo bird. <laughs> like, get with the program, Corey. Like, yeah. don't take everything so seriously. Yeah, this is how Feeney gets his jollies, like just like manipulating people because he's just like <laughs> chuckles and is like, it's too easy. Yeah, like, manipulating 11 year olds. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So he's really like Feeney is loving it, and then we go we go home, and Eric is pumping iron in the bedroom. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he is like really, really, really working it. So Eric is trying to make um work out to make himself like hotter. I don't know. And Corey says that like Eric's the best basketball player he knows. Like since when? Since when? Since we've literally never never seen seen anything, yeah, anything. (laughs) Um, so Corey's trying to get advice, but Eric is very, very, very focused on like working out because he feels like he is scum. Like he says that his dating life is over, and like Corey asks the most bizarre question I've ever seen: Heather, did Heather dump you? Hello, where have you been, bitch? Listen. Like, it's been this way forever. Heather is gone. But there, is this is, is a third Heather. That's okay. I was ready to come in with the serial oh. music because seriously, is this a third Heather? Because this is not like it has been many episodes since the last Heather. There have been multiple women or girls, whatever. I don't know what I don't know what age you call it, start calling girls women. There have been Many a girl interested in dating Eric since the Heather situation. And Corey's been around for that. Yeah, he's been around for that. But like, is it all forgotten? Is it the same Heather? I think that this is the 90s and there are like more than two Heathers. Okay, if this is the third Heather, then I'm just seriously disturbed. And if it's the same Heather, then I'm seriously disturbed. Like, we will never figure this out, Jessica. You know what it is? I figured it out. Never. Eric has oh. a type, and yeah. that type is Heather. Oh, any Heather. <laughs> any Heather. It doesn't do. matter which. As long as they're Heather, then that's it. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, can we talk about the name of this magazine he's been reading? Make uh, Me Big magazine. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Uh, yeah. I don't. I have never subscribed to Make Me Big magazine. I just feel like um, it's not a great name because, like, it's kind of weird and awkward and just, like, what are you, what? If you didn't I, see the muscles, like, that's weird. Mm, yeah, I mean, Sam. when I was that age, I was into J14 and uh, Wasn't there teen. one called, like, Vogue? MMM or some triple, oh, 
It was what? like music movies and something. There was one okay. called M something. Maybe that's an upstate thing because never have I heard of that. We were like, you know, we were in Teen Bob, not Teen Bob, Tiger Beat. Okay. Um, there's <laughs> what magazine was MMM? There's um, no I'll magazine. look it up. There was something. I swear. Okay. So um, Eric says that he is scum and his dating life is over. And for the millionth time, he just talks about how girls are into seniors and that like all they care about is cars and muscles and mm-hmm. Burger King training hats. And I just want to know, like this was not a thing when I was in high school, like sophomore girls did not give a shit about senior boys. Like this wasn't like a big focus. No, I think that, like, it was more common for girls to date in their own um, grade mm-hmm. for, for me personally in my mm-hmm. um, in my experience. But I could see how that would be true, though. If you're a sophomore, you'd only have to date up, like, one grade to get uh, someone who could drive, which would be pretty beneficial. Also, I found this magazine. It's called M Magazine. And I believe if you, like, zoom on the, in on the logo, I think it was, like, music movies and more or something and that's what like the m stood for i just remember being very into this magazine when i was a kid so if you know m magazine please at me and let me know that i was not alone this is not an upstate thing it is i've never heard of this magazine before in my life (laughs) i found a cover and it has mary Kate and ashley and it says finally how to tell them apart I uh, And the answer is their eyes. I mean, the answer is they're easy to tell apart. They're fraternal. They're not even identical twins. Uh, I mean, they look similar enough to get confused. But any 90s kid, eyes. Any, any 90s kid knows the difference between Mary Ashley, and Ashley Olsen has much bigger and whiter and like more like deer like eyes. Mm-hmm. And Mary okay. Kate has more almond eyes. That's I can how see you can it. tell the difference. Yeah. But any any yeah. 90s kids should be able to tell them apart. Yeah. Um, so, yes. um, yeah, I was not focused on senior boys. All the boys, when I was a sophomore, at that point, I was working at Stop and Shop, and I had crushes on, oh, actually, they were older boys, but mm-hmm. boys that I worked with. Um, but I think that's common when you get, like, an actual, like, your first job, and you're working with, like, usually boys that are at least a year or two older, like, yes. I feel like that's super common to get crushes on them. But it wasn't because they had a car and it wasn't because that they were, they had, like, uh, muscles. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't care about that. No, Eric just, that's what he thinks it is. But really, it's they just yeah. don't want to go out with him because from what we've seen, he seems like a terrible boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, I think that's getting around. So, mm-hmm. Um, Corey is very annoyed because he's not paying attention to Corey and yeah. his problems. And Eric tells him something that's kind of earth shattering that the world doesn't revolve around Corey. <laughs> and, and I mean, that's all the Corey knows, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, thank goodness somebody told Corey that because you know what, Corey, the world does not revolve around you. And there's a ton of shit going on. Don't you know that there's a pandemic outside? <laughs> It's not, like, about you, Corey. That would be a fun, like, thought experiment at some point to, like, take the characters of Boy Meets World and talk yeah. about what their reactions yeah. to quarantine and COVID would yeah. be. Because I think that would be fun. <laughs> Yeah, there's people dying, Kim. 
But like there's people dying, Corey. Yes. It's not about um, you. So he's upset because no one is listening to him because Eric is busy flexing in a mirror. And yeah. so he goes downstairs to or no, sorry, this is afterwards. This is another day. He comes home from his basketball game and Amy is like helping Morgan make like a princess dress for some like school play. And he's trying to tell her about like how he's second string, but she's very distracted with Morgan. And then she has cookies coming out of the oven and Morgan's going to go try to take them out with her like bare hands or something because she's a child and no one's listening to Corey. And he's like very, very frustrated. Yeah. So Corey's in a mood and this is just like chaos because like, you know, there's a lot of people in and out of the scene and Corey's trying to express that like he didn't even get to play and he can't just like get like he can't even spit it out because like as soon as he starts, like as soon as Alan comes in, he starts like Eric comes home or Mm -hmm. like the cookies are done or like there's a million things like and this is just the shit that happens when you have a big family and there is three people that needs the focus. So. Right. And I don't think this is like to be fair, like, yes, it's annoying. I, if I'm Corey, I'm annoyed in this moment, but I don't think it's because he's a middle child. I just think it's mm-hmm. because he's one of three. I think in mm-hmm. any situation, Morgan probably gets the most attention because she is the youngest and she does do dumb shit like try to take cookies out of the oven okay, with her bare hands. But- Okay, but literally, she gets left on the counter, like, on the daily, <laughs> where so she gets true. stuck up there. Also true. Um, but, yeah, so so Eric wants a car. He asked for, like, $60,000 for a car because he wants to impress girls, which he doesn't even have a license. So what the fuck are you going to do with the car, yeah. freaking Eric? I mean, he'll settle for a Harley, but he's still Ridiculous. not old enough to drive. Also, okay, so he offers Alan this deal. 60000 and I'll never ask you for anything again. That's a good deal. Uh, <laughs> a one-time well, payout of sixty grand. Uh huh. Think about um, that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's not a lot of money. I mean, if you're, are you counting your college in holidays? Ed, ed, mm-hmm. Your college education will be more than that, most likely. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about, like, the late 90s when he's going, but... I mean, let's face it. Is Eric getting into college? He did, yeah. The same college that everybody else went to, weirdly enough. True. Yeah, right. They all go to the same college. Um, Yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves. That's far in the future. But Eric, so then, then Amy comes in, and Eric's talking cars again. And so Corey can't... He finally gets goes into this, like, crazy narration of, like, what happened, even though it's all a big story and a big lie. And... I was like, wow, he should be, like, a writer or, like, a sports announcer because he did a great <laughs> yeah, job. Yeah, he, like, it, like, really gets into this full narrative, and mm-hmm. it's wild. And he is, like, he makes up this full-on play-by-play story, and he doesn't miss a beat. It's all fake, but his family is, like, really amped up about it. And they, like, praise him and, like, oh, my God, Corey, mm-hmm. you're such a hero. Corey's, like... Well, I would be, but none of that even happened because I didn't even get to play and I made all of it up. Yeah. And he like Morgan's like he has an active imagination. She sure Um, does. And he's like, so it all kind of comes to a head. And he says, you know, being second string in basketball is hard enough, but I'm only on second string in my own family. And you know what did I say? Boo hoo, Corey. Like (laughs) 
everybody has these moments. I'm not a middle child. I'm the youngest. Mm -hmm. However, I'm the youngest of two. So I feel like when you come from like a family of like with two children, the youngest is not like the youngest in that they get like a ton of more attention and like get away with anything because you're only one of two. If you're like one of five, maybe because you have like four other kids to worry about. But you're not getting away with anything else because you're one of two. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So a couple things come to mind. Number one, um, I like pulled some of our friends and Mm -hmm. I think the general consensus is no matter what placement you're in, you feel like you get less attention than your siblings. It doesn't matter. I think that it, it, it unless there's like some special circumstance, like if you um like, in, for example, like if you're a family with a special needs child mm-hmm. or like if somebody is a lot younger than you and they had a different upbringing than you did. Um, I feel like everybody feels like they got less attention. Uh, middle children uh, historically uh, or like in a type of like um, society says that they get less yeah. attention from others, but specifically like not Corey. <laughs> Definitely not Corey. No, no. and I think this family, because we'll get to the scene where, where Alan and Amy are discussing it, and Amy calls it middle pause, where Morgan is young enough to where she does need a lot of attention and supervision specifically, and Eric is to the point where he's coming of age, he's a teenager, He's gonna he works with Alan at the grocery store, so he gets all of that kind of you know, special time with his father and he has dating problems and maybe Corey gets like left behind. But like, I just, I don't think he has every, every kid at one point or another feels like they're the one not getting attention. Yeah. So I don't think it's only middle children that feel that way. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's impossible. Like as a parent, not a parent, but it's impossible as a parent to not, you know, be unless you're an only child to like, there's no way to win here. Like, yeah, I know that, you know, I know plenty of parents that have two children that give equal attention to both. But like the kids still feels like one gets more attention than the other. There's right. like no there's no winning. And this is also Amy and Alan's fault because they have three children, which is a terrible fucking idea. One, you're outnumbered. Two, you need a bigger vehicle. Three. <sighs> There's always someone who feels left out. Like, you're never going to please everybody. Yeah. So, I don't know. My bestie, <laughs> my bestie ha- is one of three. And their family gets along beautifully. And I don't hmm. think that there's one kid that feels left out. Like, whatever what are the, like, age, magic. Do you know the age differences between them? Yeah. So, there's a three. It's like, uh, she's the same age as me. Then the next one, I think, is three years younger. And then the next one, I think, is two years younger. Okay. So hmm. there, it's like, um, so when, like, my best friend was uh, three, then they had a first sibling. And then when they were five, they had a second sibling. See, and- I think that the difference, though, is that they're, like, pretty close in age. Because Corey mm-hmm. is 11 and Morgan is, what, like, five? That's a pretty big age difference. And then again, like what, four Eric years between. Right. So I think yeah. it's that the years don't help in that situation. That's um, true. I mean, again, we're not parents, so we don't know for sure. I just know that like 
I would never have three children. That sounds like a fucking nightmare. And I apologize to anybody who maybe has three children or like wants three children. Like by all means, go well, go ahead. But newsflash: they don't have three children. Well, we're not there yet, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> but they do right now, and I'm assuming that was like the plan. Maybe none of them are planned. We don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so as I spoil the entire series, I mean, really, if you haven't seen the show by now, come on. What do you come on? So, yeah. OK, so we after all that family drama, like it's the Amy and Alan say that they're going to their strategy is that, you know, they need to double team their attention onto mm-hmm. Corey and we go Back to school where Minkus is just like, you know, really, really, really trolling Corey. And he's this feeling is like himself. My, yeah. So he's just like, oh, my gosh. It was so thrilling sitting on the sidelines. Like we could not get any closer to the action. He calls himself Minkus Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> what? I really think that he's trolling Corey here. Like I think he yeah. knows Corey is really upset. And I think that Minkus is just like, you know what? If I am going to rile him up, this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to, like, neg the shit out of him. And yeah. good for Minkus, I like, really I like guess. your conspiracy theory. I feel like yeah. it's, it's, it's a very good one because why is Minkus even, like, sometimes I want to be like, why is Minkus even talking to Corey right now? Like, he obviously <laughs> has another friend group. Yeah. But it's definitely, like, a trolling situation. But, like, this part was so sweet, I thought, because, I mean, obviously we saw earlier that Sean and um, this Harris guy were, like, you know, saying, oh, joking with Corey and saying they wouldn't be friends anymore because he was second string and they were mm-hmm. first string. But then he, like, Sean brings him a magazine that is a bunch of uh, sports players that started out like not on and first string. So there's like mm-hmm. some like football player named Steve Young. He sat on the starter bench for five years. Like then he was like the first string quarterback, blah, blah, blah. Like that was really sweet. And it kind of got Corey like really yeah. amped. Yeah, I thought this was great. I think this shows that Sean is not a shit. Like I, you know, I was happy yeah. with this moment, especially from Sean. Um Yeah, so they really hype him up and, like, Corey's starting to feel better and, like, he, you know, he, like, unbuttons his shirt to reveal his jersey. I don't know why, but I guess he was amped enough to do that. Yeah. Where the coach, like, sees him and is like, Corey, like, why are you suited up? Don't you know that second strings don't go on away games? And it's like, oh, shit. This guy is a dick. This guy is a dick because here's the thing. I've Mm -hmm. never, again, not like sports person, but in this young of a grade, to me, like when you go on away games, don't Mm -hmm. you all ride a school bus? And then when you're on the school bus, like, I'm sorry, are you getting a tiny, tiny bus? Like you can't fit more than 10 children on it. Like (laughs) the fuck? Like everybody goes. Teams are small. Yeah. What if like. Six players get hurt. Like, you need the extra people, which obviously uh, we see later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously a bad move. Maybe they do take a shorter bus than the standard school bus. Although, it, it maybe it's like because they're in the city, maybe they don't take a bus. Although, I guess they still would. I don't know. What do they do they're in the in city? 
they're in the suburbs of the city. They're not like that's true. These people, it's the suburbs of Philadelphia. (laughs) It's not like straight up Philadelphia. Okay. Well, Uh, yeah. So they would take a bus then. So sad Corey comes home and nobody is there. So he just turns on the TV and for what seems like hours, he's just like trying to waste time. Yeah, so he's just, like, binging television. Obviously, no parental controls on the television because he's watching, like, open heart surgery or something. And uh, (laughs) he's 11. And I was thinking to myself, if I'm 11 years old, am I allowed to stay home alone? And, again, his parents don't know that he's home alone. Yeah. At this point in time, yes, he should be allowed to stay home alone Mm -hmm. at 11. Sure. But, yeah, so he's, like, eating chips, and then he's like, what the heck? It's, like, late. I want dinner. And to me, I'm thinking, like, if I'm 11 and my parents aren't home, obviously, I'm, like, panicking, but he's not. He's chill. He's cool as a cucumber. But if I get, like, hungry, I'm eating, like, out of the snack cabinet because I'm, like, I get to be home alone. I'm going to eat what I want to eat. I'm not, like, looking at Feeney's chicken and being, like, "Mm, give me some of that. Well, it's he wants real food and he's a a growing boy. Boys need protein. So he uh, sees that Feeney's grilling a chicken. And I, I like personally, I thought that he was straight up going to ask Feeney to share his of chicken. Of course not. Of course but not. But no, he freaking steals the chicken. And, and, and he <laughs> calls Feeney. On the phone, this is like thought out. He calls Feeney, so Feeney's distracted. And while Feeney's going to answer the phone, he hops over the fence and steals the chicken. Listen, this was first degree theft. This was (laughs) premeditated. Premeditated theft. And and he's so sloppy with his theft that he drops the chicken into the flower box. I see why we why Corey never became like a burglar or a robber or I can't remember yeah. the differences between the two of them, but this is why because he's not smooth at all. No, like Corey, what are you doing? And he drops it in the flower what the box, heck? and he yeah. doesn't even like just leave it and get out of there. No, he doesn't drop and run, which is what you should do. He's mm-hmm. like pretending to garden, or actually, he <laughs> says that he's burying his hamster. Um, and he's like futzing around in the flower box. So Feeney catches him like he's just like and Feeney's just like, so you're like basting your hamster with barbecue sauce. <laughs> um, and Corey's like, my family abandoned me. They don't love me because I'm second string and I'm a loser oh. and they're ashamed of me. And he starts fake crying. So ridiculous. And- and, like, he's like, please, Mr. Feeney, please drive me. Oh, well, no, this he's is like. The, yeah, Feeney is like, oh, no, your family went to your away game. But the how do they know? know? How the does he know? Listen, this is the thing. Feeney is a fucking gossip. He is a gossip queen. He's nosy. Uh-huh. You know he's that nosy neighbor with, like, a uh-huh. telescope looking yeah. in your window. What uh-huh. you doing? Uh-huh. I'm Feeney. Uh-huh. I want to know, do you think that the house is bugged? Oh. <gasps> Hmm. <laughs> the house they, is bugged. Just, did they have bugs back then? I'm sure they did. The house is bugged. The house is bugged. Feeney is obsessed. He can't, he can't do anything 
but yeah. obsessed about the Matthews family. He needs to work on his shrine. He yeah. bugs the house. He knows where the family went. How else does Feeney know? How does he yeah. know? Unless Amy and Alan are like, peace out, Fiend. Like, we're going to go see Corey sit on the bench. Yeah. I bet he just, like, waits outside all the time just to, like, get little bits of information. Like, and that's kind of sad sounding. But, like... He seriously knows everything that's going on at all times. And yeah. it's kind of ridiculous. Gossip Queen Fiend, as that's we his name. like to say. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like Fiend is like, Corey, your family didn't abandon you. They're at your game that mm-hmm. you're not at. And then Corey's like, drive me to the game. And Fiend is like, nah. And Corey's like, yeah. He's and like, then- I gotta go to a restaurant because you fucking took my chicken, you ass. <laughs> so yeah the chicken's gone so um you know Corey's like i'll buy you some corn dogs and fiend is like heck no i know better like i'm not gonna get some gray water hot dogs at your at your basketball event like everybody knows that the food at like high school basketball games or like oh, yeah. football games are questionable um that's what i think Feeny is like no-no. a sports fan uh, like Feeney probably like reads the paper and knows who the good teams mm. are, but Feeney's like not going to be watching Ooh. a game. I know what it is. Hmm. Feeney is that guy who's like super into like tennis for some weird reason. Oh, and he like and he like loves the Olympics. Okay, yeah, yep, he loves the Olympics because he loves the history surrounding it. Exactly. Of course. That's yeah. that's it. Yep. Uh-huh. We figured it out. So we we got it. So, um so yeah, so Feeney, you know, you know, dr- drives Corey to the game. Uh somehow he agrees to it. Like it doesn't matter to him that he was going to like I don't know. Basically, Corey is like, why would my parents go to the game? Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to sit on the bench and rot to death. And Feeney's like, well, you know, that's the highest form of evolution via Chuck Darwin is that you find like a family that loves you and they care about you mm-hmm. and you got to give them the benefit of the doubt. And like all those like Feenyisms, like mm-hmm. yada yada, all lesson, mush. insect, yeah. in, 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 um, Insert lesson here, right? Insert, insert. Oh goodness gracious! That <laughs> that red one. Inset. Inset. Like, Isn't that like a work inset. thing? Because you have like so, like things like inset yeah. into yeah. Yeah, okay. I, that's why I was like, yeah. it's like either that's a new way to use the word inset, or like I mean, it could be me. I some I, I usually assume it's, it's me. Still, it still applies because like you would inset like. Um, a marble into wood. So it's. Still, I'm gonna go like, with it. Insert. I think it works. I think yeah, it works. That red wine is kicking. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, boy! Uh, then the whole family comes home from the game, and uh, this is so creepy. But like Eric is like really excited that like <gasps> sixth graders think he's cool. Gross! What the heck? Grosso! Get out of here! No, none. This for is you. and it's funny because like. Even in the real timeline of like these episodes, he literally just has the episode where Topanga has a crush on him and he's yeah. like, nope. And now he's like, oh, gee, look at all those sixth graders think I'm so cool. Like, shut up, Eric. Yeah. Like, What's ugh. wrong with him? A lot of things. 
What's wrong with him? He likes why, too many Heathers. That's the number one thing. Is he only focused on the on the P? The P. There's other, there's oh. other things in the world besides <laughs> that. I was thinking like P E A, and I was like, what the fuck? Since when is he talking about peas? Um, <laughs> Jessica. Oh boy. Because I would not call it the P. I would. Oh, wait. It depends on which P you're talking about. Because I thought you were talking about the P that can also be a D, not the P that can also be a V. Oh, gee. oh goodness gracious. Which one were um, you talking about? The D one or the V one? Oh, goodness. <laughs> I'm a lady, Jessica. This is an explicit podcast. So we Yeah, we got that, that E box, that E box. <laughs> I was going to say the, the P that's the V. Oh, see, I got mis- I misunderstood. I thought you'd meant the P that's the V or the D. Okay. Well, Everybody knows what we're talking about. We all have these Why? <laughs> why? Like, why? Like, step off. Like, there's yeah. other things. There's other things. You don't have to focus on no. sixth graders. That's, That's disgusting. all he cares about. And disgusting. Morgan is, like, obsessed with Corey now. Like, she doesn't even un-fucking, under-fucking-stand basketball, and we all know it. Yeah, so, um, She's you know. She's a bandwagoner. <laughs> <laughs> me that's me when I decided that Alabama was my football team <laughs> also are you impressed that I know the term bandwagoner like I'm, sports I'm fans yeah I don't like <laughs> the term bandwagoner because I've been accused of one um mm, so okay. I rebel I rebel um so Morgan wants to say goodnight to the hero because Ugh. Corey Scored six points while they're already up by 31 points, yep. by the way, which um, I didn't know. But six points is like three baskets. So I guess or it like, could be two. It could be t- technically it could be two three pointers. But like, I don't think. No, they 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 uh, specified that it's oh, okay. th- it was three baskets last minute yeah. and that three of the first stringers fouled out. So like Sean Harris and like. A Sandlot kid like what do they do to be fouled out of the game yeah they had to do something I guess they could have like smacked another kid's arm or something but all I'm thinking in this entire time is like imagine Minkus getting put into the game and like watching him he would be oh my gosh okay do you know that episode oh of the God, office guys. where Dwight uh-huh. has like the face mask uh like the basketball episode yeah yeah, yeah. but remember Dwight's mm-hmm. thing that's what Minkus would wear yeah. Do you Do they wear Dwight? cups in basketball? Dw- uh, sure. Dwight or Dwight? Dwight. Oh, I say Dwight. I don't say Dwight. Dwight. Jim Dwight. says Dwight, though. Yeah. Um, And office ladies, Pam says Dwight also. <gasps> That's weird. Listeners, Jennifer. let us know what you say. Sometimes I just like to Dwight. talk to our listeners. Listeners, let us know what you say. Do you say Dwight or do you say Dwight? I like to talk to my to my. <laughs> So only yours. They're not mine. My, not yours. Not. I only like to speak to my listeners, not Jessica's. Okay. The, the Sarah fans out there, all the Sarah fans, listen up. Yeah. Uh, no one's being of both of us. It's there's. Oh my god! Imagine if we had listeners that were like, they loved one of us, but they hated the other one. Why would um, you listen to this? Uh, because I mean, that's what they do in the Lady Gang. Also, another podcast, just shouting out all the podcasts. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm such a Kelty, but like Becca, you're so annoying. That's there's a girl named Kelty. That's a name. Yeah, Kelty Knight. Oh. She's a celebrity. See, I feel like people would do that with like my favorite murder and like, oh, I'm such a Georgia or I'm such a Karen. But like, oh, Karen in a good way, not like the bad Karen. Um, but like, I do think. I think that you like relate to one more, but like 
Why yeah. would you listen to the podcast if you didn't like one of them? There are fifty percent of the podcast. Well, there's three, so there, so it could be two thirds. Okay, well, that's a little bit better, I guess. Kelty, Kelty, Jack, and Becca. Don't let us know if your team Jess or team Sarah, because that just seems rude and, and you know, you know, un- and just like unnecessary. The you could just uh, okay, that's like uncharacteristic of you because you're so competitive. I am competitive, but I don't think that's a nice thing to hear someone be like, I love Sarah, but I hate Jess, because you'd be the one they love more. It's so you say. I've been been literally told by another human being that you're more likable than me, so. What? Who said that? That's horrible. (laughs) Was it Will? Am I going to have to have a conversation? No. (laughs) Okay. So. Uh, so Alan, Alan, uh, Matthews of the Matthews family <laughs> is, that needed, I needed a clarification. Uh, ex- ex- explaining how proud of, uh, Corey he is for how he handled himself to come home to an empty house, not panic mm-hmm. and like be resourceful and get Feeney to get him to the game. And, you know, Morgan's hyping him up because she wants like Corey to read him a, a, her story. Mm-hmm. And um, everyone is just like, Corey, you're a star. And like, you know, they express that it doesn't matter what Corey does. No matter what, they'll be supportive of Corey. Yeah. And um, Alan basically says, like, listen, if there's ever a time that you need my attention, grab my face and say, hey, dad. And all I was thinking was like, that's going to get really old very quickly <laughs> really old really fast yeah um yeah so it you know they won't be disappointed if they don't make the team if they just like they'll only be disappointed if Corey doesn't tell them what's bothering them which is like a good lesson for uh folks out there that can't express their feelings because of whatever reason uh you know they they just want you to tell them what's bothering them and they say is there something wrong and you say whatever, like nothing's wrong, then you're not going to be heard and they're not going to be able to help you. Are you trying to speak directly to me, Sarah? Or are you just trying to be <laughs> I was thinking about myself. Uh, um, I was thinking about myself. <laughs> but then like Corey's like, oh, I have to apologize. And like, it's just me. I don't think Corey needs to apologize. Like, what did he actually do besides mm-hmm. just express that he felt like he was being ignored? Yeah, he was like, you guys don't care about me. And I'm sorry about that. Like, I've seen other kids on the block, a.k.a. Sean's parents, and they're shitty. And you're much better than them. It's like, (laughs) it got really weird. Yeah. Yeah. And then we hear that, like, Alan watches Corey and Eric sleep. And I'm like, I feel like they're, like, a bit too old for that at this point. But that's Mm -hmm. fine. You do you. Can I tell you something? Yes. Sometimes I check if Oliver, my dog, is breathing. Oh, I do that with Winston, too. Yeah. Yeah. I just like I like touch his tummy and just make sure it's like still moving. Sometimes I blow in my dog's face. To wake him up to make sure he's alive? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. That's worse. That's terrible. (laughs) He's probably like, the fuck? Your poor dog. That's so, I don't think I wake Winston up when I rub his tummy. Maybe I do. I don't know how much of a light sleeper he is, but that's really funny. No, that's like yeah. that's totally like a parent thing yeah. to do. Like, because parents like hold mirrors up to like their babies' like mouths or whatever. Uh huh. Like, that's oh, a thing. Maybe I should try that. Maybe I'll just 
oh my god, if I ever become a parent, am I just gonna blow on my kid's face? I don't think you should. <laughs> I feel like at that point you would know like the worst thing you could do is wake up a sleeping baby. So I don't think you would do that because I feel like you would just be like so exhausted. Yeah, I guess so. Listen, um, not a parent, but pa- parents, a parent. please tell us: Do you blow mm-hmm. in your children's faces to make <laughs> sure they're alive? Uh, maybe we, we have so many good questions for our listeners this week. Yeah, um, and then at the end of it, at the end of it, Corey tells the boys uh, that Feeny is a maniac behind the wheel. This is my favorite thing that we've learned about Feeney thus far is that he drives a gremlin, which I Googled, and it's fucking hideous. Like, uh-huh. legitimately, it's so ugly. It's very, like, it's very 90s in that, like, it's very, like, boxy looking. Yeah. Um, and it's so ugly. Um, and this is my favorite thing that we learned. And then Feeney comes in with the fucking leather driving gloves. Like, mm-hmm. a badass. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah, and he tells the coach, like, hey, like, you know, you, you know, you snooze, you lose. I They, like, beat each other in a car race at the light. I love it. Like, yeah. I, I love the idea that Feeney is, like, a maniac behind the wheel. Yeah, it's great. So, um, I mean, this was, like, I mean, the episode was fine. Like, I thought yeah. that it was, like, it had its fun points. Yeah, I think we're back into standard fare, like, with this episode. Like, it has a decent lesson to learn. Um, It's fun. Needs more Topanga, as does every episode that doesn't Mm -hmm. have Topanga in it. Um, But, no, I think we're hitting a good little string of episodes here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, I love IL. Uh, Fashion Hour. Yes. So... We have our Rachel Green Award for most 90s outfit. I have my nominations here. So, okay. first nomination is the no-name blonde Neanderthroid, Neanderthaloid <laughs> Neander- girl. Neanderthroid? Okay, like, Feeny, I watched the Disney closed captions, and he says <laughs> Neanderthaloid girl. And okay. that's not a word, but whatever. Uh, I, yeah, because I I remember it being like Neanderthal, but like that's okay. not the one because I think yeah that's what, that's what Sean is yeah. So I have questions, but that's okay. not I don't really have I don't want to know. Um, so this girl is wearing so this is the episode I mean the the part where obviously yeah it's like the three of them like mm-hmm. Mink and Sean and this girl this girl is wearing this like floral and jean like two piece set. Where it's, like, an above-the-knee floral skirt with, like, a jean, like, V-band. Hmm. Um, and then a black shirt and then a jean jacket. But, like, the jean jacket is short sleeve with the sleeves and the collar being in the matching floral. It's a very, like, it's a, it's a set. And she's wearing, like, a white scrunchie. She has mm-hmm. the feathered bangs. It's, like, quite a look. Yes, for anybody who was watching the episodes, or like three minutes thirty four seconds is probably the best visual for it. Um, I would say if this okay, I like it is very nineties, and I think it's cute. But I, I think you could modernize it, like not this specifically. But if you took like, tell me if you could picture this. If you took. Mm-hmm. A floral dress that did mm-hmm. have maybe like a little bit of a puffy sleeve because uh-huh. I feel like that's coming back. 
Yes. And you put a jean, like, because if you just took the jean, like, vest part of it, yes. like a cropped jean vest, and you put that yes. over top, that yes. would be very cute in modern yeah. day. Yeah, two, and even if you make it a two-piece, like, mm-hmm. if you split up the dress as, like, a skirt and, like, a uh, like a, yes. a crop top, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, it is, it's a cute. I like this. this. I like this one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But this particular version is pretty 90s, in my opinion. Yes. The next being Corey's uh, outfit for the majority of the episode where he's wearing a yellow, black, and white striped sweatshirt with a purple vest. He loves those purple tones. Mm-hmm. Light wash jeans, white and black Nikes. It's just like a typical Corey first season outfit. And it's nice. Yeah. It is. He loves a stripe and he loves purple and he loves layers. So um, typical, typical Corey outfit for sure. Mm-hmm. And then my last option um, is Corey's basketball outfit. And he's wearing like this yellow and purple uniform with a W on it, which is so weird because it's John Adams Middle School. So where does the W come in? That is weird. Could it be like the mascot? Like if they were like the wombats or like the <laughs> something else? I don't know. I think that's a continuity error. But, you know, Probably. it's a very 90s um, uniform with the short shorts mm-hmm. and the classic basketball shirt and the white zip up hoodie. So um, just like a typical like 90s basketball outfit. But the W was very it did throw me off. I don't get it. Yeah, I yeah, that's a good point. I don't get that either. But I do like I, I like that sweatshirt and I do I agree. The ni- the 90s were strong with this uh this basketball, this basketball outfit. <laughs> um <laughs> I think of those 3, I think the one to me that's the most 90s um is the one that Neanderthoid girl is wearing cuz I yeah. feel like it has components that I like and could be modernized, but between the scrunchy, the jean, and the floral print, and the poofy sleeve is very 90s. Yeah, yeah. I liked this So random girl. Well. Yeah, Unnamed random girl. girl. Good for Unnamed you. Unnamed lady. Okay. So, um, our Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness. I mean, there wasn't, like, a lot of options for timelessness mm-hmm. standout outfits, but that's okay. So I only have two options for you this time. Okay. So the first one is Eric's hot boy pumping workout scum mm-hmm. outfit. Uh, yep. A basic white tee with some light wash jeans. I know we like no light wash jeans or 90s, but let's just go with me here. There's not a dark wash denim to be found on the yeah. show. No. Um, And some Converse like shoes, which mm-hmm. are still in. They're still in. Converse are very timeless. The minute I saw this outfit... Um, while I was watching, I knew it would be included in the timelessness because who doesn't love just a plain white tee and a pair yeah. of Converse's? Yeah. Um, and if yeah. Eric wasn't 15, I would say he would look good. <laughs> yes, I would agree. I wonder how old will, what's his name? Fred, Friedel? Fred, Friedel? Friedel. Friedel. Well, I wonder how old yeah. he was here. Uh, I don't know, but yeah. I can't quite, I can't comment. I can only comment on Mr. Matthews. Um, Oh, wait, he was he was 18. Oh, really? Well, because this was what year? 94? Yes. Yeah, he was born in 76. Okay, he was hot in this episode then. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As long as 
she's ripped, 18. I almost just ripped my headphones out of my head. That was so funny. As long as he's 18, that's the caveat. He is he was, legal, people. If he was 17 and a half, then no, I did not yeah. say that. No. I did not say that. Redacted if he said he's 18. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, he's 18, and allegedly, he looks good. There you go. Okay. Um, next option is Feeney's Fast and Furious outfit. Yes. Okay. Aviator glasses, leather driving gloves, brown jacket with a snazzy striped tie, and some dark brown pants. Okay. I'm getting to it in the, I'm looking at it in the, ep- oh my God, the glasses do it for me. Oh yeah. my God, that Feeney. Love those glasses. I do You got to go on Quay.com. Get those glasses. $15 <laughs> special for Black Friday. Oh my God. So this is a tough one for me because like, I feel like Feeney's, obviously like any suit is generally quite timeless. Like the brown to me is not as timeless, but like I have to give it to Eric simply because He's wearing Converse's, and those are one of the most timeless sneakers around, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Converse are, you know, um, not me particularly, but, like, my household is a fan of Converse. Mm -hmm. Uh, My fiancé loves Converse. He designs his own very nice, (laughs) non-ugly Converse. (laughs) You're going to be trouble if he ever listens. (laughs) Nobody at him, guys. Be cool. Be cool. Uh, be cool. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we love Converse in yes. this household. I so. feel like Eric takes the cake for like the. Well, I have to. I really should go back and listen and see who we awarded each thing to. But I feel like Eric takes the cake for like the most timeless outfits of the whole group right now. Yeah. Yeah. I we agree. should. That's what we should do on like. We'll talk about this off pod, but. At the end of the season, we need to do like yeah. a little bit of a wrap up where like who's yeah. on our leaderboards for the clothing. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. Yes. So congratulations, Eric. Congratulations, No Name Girl. We are happy no that you girl. are winners of our prestigious fashion awards. Um, love you for it. So before we wrap up, I do have one little bit of feedback from our friend Jonathan. Uh, and he is lamenting about his time in sports. Okay. In sports. So, <laughs> in sports. Um, Jonathan writes, I happened to be on the A team for a year before being demoted to the B, t- B team for my last year of junior high. It was the worst I had ever felt in a sport. It ended up being the best experience for me in the end and set me up for a solid role on a historic high school team for my small town. We made the provisional tournament for the first two times ever. So um, good for him. And he writes, I love basketball. I love how they didn't turn Corey into some super athlete, though. Too many shows do what do that when in reality, a lot of people are pretty average when it comes to sports. Mm-hmm. I like that Corey was average despite being a huge sports fan. That's a really good point because he yeah, he is like pretty typical for that age group, for yeah. that, you know, just average. an average kid. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't good have point. to be a major sports star. Uh, and then before, like, we wrap it up, I feel like I would like to know, we've touched on this before, do you want to come clean on record 
were you on the A team or were you on the B team? Were you a captain on varsity or is this just some, you know, old legend that lasted the test of time? I will say when I was Corey's age, I was on the A string basketball team, but I will come clean. It's on record. I did not play basketball in high school. I was not varsity. I was not captain. I lost interest in sports. And so that was your choice. Yes. No, yeah, I didn't. I like was done. I didn't want to play anymore. I don't remember so why. So you could have been the captain if you wanted to. I mean, obviously, if I try now and tried for it, I would have been captain. Come on, people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that seems about right. So the <laughs> only sport that I played in high school really was uh, volleyball. I was totally on the B team, did not make varsity. <laughs> The only thing I was good for was I had a strong arm for serving. Oh, that's and good. besides that, I did not get pulled into the games and I was on the B team. I was a bench warmer. I sucked. I was not like Jessica. Uh, they did not choose me. And then ultimately, I got my first part time job and quit the volleyball team. Freshman year of volleyball was very enjoyable. Uh, liked the seniors and they kind of hazed us like a sorority, which. Mm-hmm. Um, if I ever get into it, I love, uh, I am high interested in sorority-like behavior, so that was right up my alley, even though you're not supposed to haze, but whatever, whatever. And that's, uh, that's all, folks. Awesome. Well, this awesome. is this is the sports hour for our podcast, and the sports hour is over now, <laughs> oh, so good. you're okay, welcome. Okay, so it's cut. It's cut. That's it. Okay, so. Now that we have talked about Fashion Hour, now that we have gotten down our feedback, I am obligated to tell you to follow us on Twitter and on the Instagram at Pod. Yes, there you will find question threads. You will find sneak peeks that Sarah puts together. They're brilliant. You'll see... Like every time we have a bonus podcast, like we just did with the Rugrats podcast for Hanukkah, that Hanukkah that just came out that had a special guest, Mike Bloom, on it. Um, Give that a listen. You'll see that our like fun logo changes from time to time to fit with the theme. All thanks to our amazing graphic designer, Sarah Ferguson. So give that a little like, give that a little subscribe. Um, comment down below. Just kidding. We're not influencers on YouTube, (laughs) but you should rate us five stars on iTunes. You should subscribe to us on your podcast catcher of choice. Um, email. Yes. Email us in, uh, your questions, your concerns, your feedback, (laughs) anything. Tell us fun stories. We'd love to hear them. Tell us 90s stories. Uh, ship 90s pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we have more fun stuff coming up when this drops. We will be recording another bonus podcast, um, this time Christmas themed. Um, we have a special guest coming up and he's very special. He is my co-host on Community Building, which is over Mm -hmm. on Post Show Recaps. And his name is Josh Wiggler. And we're very excited about this. Very excited. Very, the other, the other man. The, like. You know, the other woman, you know, the other woman. Oh, oh, yes. He is Sarah's 
rival, even though he probably does not realize that. But we'll have to just get into that. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> so okay. I'll have them fight to the death over me. That's what we'll no, do. No, <laughs> no. You wish. You wish. So that'll be coming up. We'll put up a question thread. We're going to be watching. Um, I don't know if I said it yet. We're going to be watching Jingle All the Way with the uh, with the Terminator. So. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's, how, it's gonna how be a lot of fun. We're almost there. Yeah, I cannot wait. So that's that's coming up. Uh, that's coming up next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, tune in. Don't miss it. Yes. Make oh, sure and you. Uh, oh, what no. Else? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was I was going to just say, make sure you listen in to community building. Yes, yes, community building, and then I've recorded like we talked about this, but I think I recorded like four podcasts like four days of podcasts last week. So I have one more thing to plug. Keep an eye out for Wombat Water because we have a pizza podcast coming out. I believe by the time this podcast drops, if it's not out, it will be soon. Mm. Um, So give that a listen. I was the host of that one. Obviously, um, big thanks to Karen and Corey for putting that production together as well. So do I make a cameo? Yes, actually, we do. We do get a cameo from your favorite co-host on this podcast Sarah Frickinson <laughs> sloppy jalopy yes. that blue drink kicking in <laughs> so obviously Sarah's your favorite don't tell us which one of us is your favorite we'll just assume that we're both equally your favorite our dear listener except for Will mm. if I'm not your favorite we're getting a divorce yeah that's a problem okay yeah. so yeah. next up on the podcast we will be listening to or what we will be watching season one episode 16 of Boy Meets World it's called Model Family I'm pretty excited um, that'll be next week so send in your questions and feedback and we will catch you all next time goodbye bye